0: Uh, here we go again with some more corny dialogue. Great. And they told me this anime was gonna be dope. Listen to this shit. The same, the same, same, same shit over... Uh, oh. Wait a minute, what the... F- Holy... Sh- damn, they stabbed him pretty hard. God, what, are they ripping her... F- Jesus, what the fuck? Oh, shit, what? Ugh. Whoa. Okay. Wow. And that, folks, was my reaction to the very first episode of Goblin Slayer. What's up, guys? It's Chuck West, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Anime Storytelling Show, formerly known as the Anime Storytelling Podcast very special welcome to our first-time listeners. This is the show where we discuss how anime, anime music, and everything else in between inspires us to tell great stories. So here's a quick story for you. A couple weeks ago, I was in Barnes & Noble, looking through the manga section, of course. Now, I'm the kind of guy who, when I see a really dope, dynamic cover... On a manga. I gotta take a picture of it. I'm not in a position where I can just buy all the manga that I want. In this phase of my life. But I just give myself a reminder. I make a mental note of it. Because every now and then when I see something that looks real dope. I want to pick it up. And this particular manga happened to be Goblin Slayer. Now, many folks have seen that the anime Goblin Slayer, the anime version of Goblin Slayer, has become quite popular in recent times. Matter of fact, it was named number three on anime trending in the top five trending anime of the past season. On top of that, many of my fellow anime podcasters, shout out to What's awesome? Shout out to Kid Benji, shout out to Anime Nerd, and shout out to Animonga Nation. When we had our discussion a couple of weeks ago, Goblin Slayer came up, and I was convinced. I had to watch it. So I finally got around to it, right? And it started out... It was a good scene at first. The opening scene is always something that will define the story to come. Starts off dark. You see some drops of blood. You see some water dropping. You can tell you're in a cave. And then you see this little girl, she looks scared. I thought to myself, wow, this is about to be pretty heavy. Who knows what kind of trauma could ensue on this anime. Thank God I saw that anime, uh, or rather the manga cover. Thank God I checked the reviews on Anime Trending. And thank God my fellow podcasters brought it to my attention. But then... This little girl looked into the screen and said, I want to be an adventurer. I said, oh, shit. No, no, no. Stereotypical, corny, anime dialogue. I said, fuck. The manga steered me wrong. The review steered me wrong. My fellow podcasters. I said, oh boy. At that point, I was worried that this was going to be just another typical corny anime. With some everyday dialogue like, you can do it or I must protect my friends and everything's going to be explained in words rather than shown with imagery. Imagery that implies what's to come. Imagery that can communicate a situation and can communicate it well without characters having to say a ton. Because as human beings... We respond to imagery most, even more so than words. So, this little girl, I think she's like 15 or something like that, 15. She wants to be a priestess, and these other teens come through. They're on a mission to slay some goblins. They're warning that it's gonna be a dangerous task, but they go anyway, and their priestess goes with them. And it's all a bunch of everyday BS with what they're saying. The lead guy talking about, I could slay goblins in my sleep. I mean, he didn't say that verbatim, but it was the it was the bravado, egoistic, you know, I could take out this many goblins, and then there's Wunger who's like Oh, don't be an idiot, blah, 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 blah. Then there's another girl who's like, she's kind of hoity-toity. She has glasses and she's more impatient. And I'm thinking to myself, could I really have been stared wrong by a manga cover, reviews online, and my fellow podcasters? No. But within the next few minutes, I realized... My fellow anime podcasters were on to something. Now this might just be my opinion as a stereotypical dude who requires some violence in anime. Who, who reacts to real bloody shit. But within minutes, these goblins were slashing, stabbing, and violating this character. I'm like, Whoa. What's that quote from the movie Anchorman? What do they say? Uh, Well, that escalated quickly. It got so crazy in that scene that I thought to myself, okay. This is going down a completely different path. This is not what I was expecting. Now, I want to give... A special shout-out once again to my fellow podcasters, Animonga Nation, Anime Nerd, What's Awesome, as well as Kid Benji. Because those are the guys who will give you a great episode review of the anime they watch. Check them all out. But because they give such good reviews, I would rather move forward to storytelling ideas because the good reviews are already in. (laughs) The quality reviews are already in. So I'm not going to say much more about what I saw in the anime in that episode. I'm just getting started with the anime anyway. Just finished episode one. But... We've got to be careful. I've talked about this before with anime cornballs, stereotypical dialogue, things that tell rather than show. It can become childish. In my personal life, I've met a lot of people who would rather show or imply things rather than say them flat out. And it took me a while to understand why that was so important. That stereotypical dialogue at the beginning of Goblin Slayer is why some things are better shown than told. However, I will say that the... Change in vibe when those goblins attacked was completely unexpected. It went from, oh, I want to be a priestess and, hmm, I'm, I'm educated girl with glasses and I, I wish you would just keep up with me. And, I'm the stereotypical male hero. I've got ego and yakety yak 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 yak. It went from all that to... Everyone's bleeding, everyone's getting cut up, people are trying to use healing spells but it's not working. All of a sudden a man in clad armor comes through with his giant stick and just starts taking them all out. That went from Corny Zero to Gruesome 100 real quick. So, what's the storytelling tip here? Well, there are two. One, which I've stated before, you don't have to tell so much with your dialogue. When you can just show things. I'll give you an example. This girl who wanted to become a priestess. She was. At the. uh, Organization that pretty much. Gives out assignments to. Priestesses and. Healers and other warriors who go out to. Handle the problems throughout the land. Goblins included. All they really had to do was show a piece of paper with this girl's name on it and what she wanted to do and maybe the lady at the desk could have said a few words but the dialogue could have been cut down remember being able to show with imagery rather than telling you know you don't have to say i'm getting real angry we just need to see images of maybe your fist clenching or your teeth gritting. Maybe a little bit of sweat dripping on your foreheads. When you get angry, you feel heated. You know what I mean? That's the first storytelling tip. Second one. Be able to surprise your audience. When your audience thinks that the story's going to go one way, maybe the vibe is... You know, maybe it's corny. Maybe it's relaxed. Being able to switch it up on them can really grab your listeners or viewers' attention. Why? Well, when our audience gets used to a particular vibe or a particular vocal tone. We become comfortable and complacent. We're watching or listening. Our audience is watching or listening. But we might zone out a little bit. The way to keep that from happening is to have a dramatic change of pace. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care, and I'll see you next time.